What is going on, guys? Hope you're having a great day. Today, we're actually going to be doing a live podcast. So I'm going to be live on TikTok as well as making this podcast for you guys. Today's topic is going to be a versus battle. So we got Chainlink versus Polkadot. It's going to be lit. We're going to be talking about the different things that they do and also comparing and contrasting them, um, letting you guys know which ones to pick. Well, not necessarily which ones to pick, but basically giving you the education behind all that. Uh, remember to follow our social media accounts to stay up to date well, with me. Uh, mine is at Crypto Dilo. My boys is at Ryder Crypto Guy. Uh, like I said, thank you guys for joining. My name is Nestor Sanchez. This is my boy. What is going on, guys? My name is Ryan Prenders of Ryder Crypto Guy. And we are the masternodes. Like I said, we're going to be talking about Chainlink versus Polkadot. Make sure to stay till the end to hear some additional resources. We'll provide for you guys to get more zoned into the cryptocurrency space. And because we're comparing Chainlink versus Polkadot. Hey, thanks, bro. Appreciate you. Uh, because we are going to be talking about Chainlink versus Polkadot, I'm going to talk about their price points right now. Chainlink is Link. That's its coin name. And it's at $6.96, so almost $7. And then we got Polkadot, which is Dot, at $6.58. So they are around the same price. Before we actually get into Chainlink versus Polkadot, we first have to discuss the nitty-gritty on how they work. So one of the major portions of Chainlink and Polkadot is actually smart contracts and interoperability. But what is smart contracts? So smart contracts are a financial service with no central authority, which can be used to lend or borrow money around the globe without the need of intermediaries. In today's financial world, financial institutions act as middlemen. This gives these institutions immense power because your money flows through them. Smart contracts actually replace financial institutions in a transaction. So what a smart contract is, is a program that is stored on a blockchain that can hold funds and send, receive, or even refund them based on certain conditions. Once the smart contract is live, no one can change or alter the terms agreed upon, and it will always run as programmed. Uh, smart contracts are also public for anyone to inspect and audit. This means bad contracts will often come under community scrutiny pretty quickly. This may lead to the IP host of that contract being barred from submitting any additional contracts, sometimes for a short position or period of time, or depending on the situation, could be for good. The reason why a lot of people may want to choose to use smart contracts in a situation or any really financial situation is because it takes the stress also off of having to find an intermediary. You know, a smart contract is a program that anyone can easily set up and have the terms kind of laid out. So that way everyone comes to an agreement. And once that transaction is made, you know, whoever is intended to receive the money receives the money. And then whatever the other person is intended to receive, they receive that. You know, it's kind of just like an easy way to have no emotional middleman or no um, kind of middleman that may like agree with one side more than the other because everyone kind of agreed on this smart contract and this program is just doing what it was designed to do. Yeah, I kind of think that's like a huge part of it because you don't want someone who's the middleman, but yeah, they they mess with the other guy more than you. Yeah, And then their money or your your guys' money is kind of in jeopardy mm -hmm. and putting it in someone else's hands 
is uh, kind of big risk in itself. Um, we did have a question in the chat. He asked, um, would it be cheaper to travel with cryptocurrency rather than exchanging the bill currency? Mm -hmm. I feel like right now, um, if the country you're going into doesn't really like, um, doesn't really have that like crypto kind of thing already, like they're not into cryptocurrency, they're not exchanging it as much or... Um, like yeah, if you're traveling to El Salvador versus um, exactly. versus like, you know, uh, Europe or, or France or something like that, like, like El Salvador is for sure going to accept cryptocurrency mm -hmm. because that's their one of their native tokens or native currencies. But then you go to France and not every store is going to probably accept cryptocurrency. And I'm sure not every store accepts cryptocurrency like in El Salvador. But yeah, for the most do, part, it's oh, legal really? tender. It's oh, legal okay, tender, yeah, that so makes they sense. They yeah, literally yeah. legally have to accept bitcoin as oh. a currency well then there we go so i mean yeah it just depends on where you're going if you're going to el salvador then it may be cheaper just to keep all your your money in crypto or bitcoin so that you're able to just exchange it without having to go in exchange your bitcoin for dollars and then exchange your dollars for el salvadorian money I yeah don't know, well what i would say is i think it would be beneficial to have your money in crypto as opposed to like having cash if you're traveling. Uh, I think that's one of the benefits that cryptocurrency um, really brings to the table is being able to convert it from crypto to um, whatever kind of native currency you want, whether it's uh, USD, um, JPY, uh, the Euro, British pound, whatever. Um, they actually, I think that would be a more beneficial way as opposed to, you know, um, kind of traveling with it, or maybe yeah. if you're sending it to someone, but I, I, in terms of like travel, I think that's really the most you could kind of get out of it at yeah. this moment. Yeah. At this moment, once, uh, everybody accepts Bitcoin or a large majority, I would, I would think it would be a lot easier to just carry a ledger or carry your phone and just be able to transact without doing any exchanging of fiat currencies yeah like so, apple pay type beat yeah yeah if you you could literally interact um or interoperate with apple then it's going to be a lot easier to just boom apple pay everything <laughs> apple pay everything like as if apple was paying for it <laughs> um yeah were, were you good on your on your side talking about smart contracts yeah so smart contracts very important to the space in general because um, it would be too simple if we were just to be able to transact, um, you know, person to person, just with one simple transaction. But you can imagine all the different ways you can pay someone. Think about like streaming services, um, you know, different contracts that require work to be done beforehand, you know, things like that. Uh, these are going to be like a huge kind of, it would be like a huge diff, you know. <laughs> And then, so we're going to talk about smart contracts and also interoperability. What that is, interoperability, the word, is basically um, being able to operate within a system. So other systems are able to communicate with each other. Basically, um, they're able to see and access information across various blockchain systems, not just the network that you're using. And it's also the ability for different decentralized networks to kind of communicate with each other without any of these um, centralized 
uh, intermediaries. So right now, Bitcoin is not able to interact with basically any other blockchain. It's a first generation blockchain. So it's a lot simpler um, when talking about like Ethereum, where you're able to build act actual applications on Ethereum system. So it's a lot simpler. But some of the ways we kind of went around that is using something called wrapped Bitcoin, which basically represents Bitcoin on Ethereum's blockchain. So it allows um, Bitcoin users to utilize these DeFi projects without having to sell their Bitcoin. And this is kind of the way we went around it right now. But with these other cryptocurrencies, you're actually going to be able to just talk blockchain to blockchain. You're not having to wrap something and then unwrap it and then, you know, put it in a DeFi space. It's actually pretty simple. You'll just be able to talk amongst these other blockchains. Yes. Yeah, so and now moving on to what our main topic is today, Polkadot and Chainlink. So Polkadot is a cryptocurrency that enables cross-blockchain transfers of any type of data or asset, not just tokens. So when connecting to Polkadot, Polkadot gives you the ability to interoperate with a wide variety of blockchains in the Polkadot network. This process is actually called bridging. So a blockchain bridge provides a connection between two different blockchain ecosystems, enabling the transfers of tokens or data. So what Polkadot uses is actually the proof of stake method, which allows its users to stake their cryptocurrency. This also grants the user's ability to vote on any upgrades. Uh, when those upgrades are put into action, they do not cause any forks, unlike other cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin and Ethereum. So with Bitcoin, whenever they were to like set up the ability to vote on any upgrades because it's a first blockchain or first generation blockchain what they have to do is they have to fork or they have to add a layer uh to blockchain under the original blockchain so we have bitcoin's blockchain right here and right underneath instead of being able to add on top of it or add to it because it's the original first generation what they have to do is they have to fork off into another blockchain and add a sub layer underneath the original blockchain. So essentially what this does is to, it kind of allows you to kind of build onto Bitcoin, but not really because what they're doing is they're separating it into a sub blockchain. Yeah, like a big um, example of that would be what happened now with Ethereum, right? Ethereum mm -hmm. transferred to proof of stake. So now there's two blockchains. There's one that's proof of stake and then there's one Ethereum that's proof of work. So yeah, that's that's a an example of what's happening kind of like right now. Yeah, it's it's the fork process. But what Polkadot does is it allows you to make these changes and make these upgrades without having to fork into a different blockchain. It keeps the original blockchain, which is really interesting. Um, and since Polkadot is able to utilize pair chains in this case, ecosystems of different cryptocurrencies. Polkadot is then able to utilize these cryptocurrencies smart contract applications. So this is why I personally find uh, Polkadot interesting. It's just because you're allowed uh, to use other smart contract applications from these other blockchains while on Polkadot's blockchain, which is revolutionary, I believe. And, and yeah, will definitely. definitely help a lot in, in the future when they start advancing and, and adding more smart contract applications to everyday you know activities yep so that's polka dot so now it's versus uh chain link so chain link is a cryptocurrency aiming to incentivize a global network of computers 
to provide reliable and real world data for these smart contracts running on top of those blockchains. So what makes Chainlink uh, interoperable is its cross-chain interoperability protocol, or CCIP for short. So Chainlink CCIP provides a universal utility for developers to build these secure services and applications that can send messages, also transfer tokens, and initiate actions across multiple networks. So this is huge. And then Chainlink CCIP also provides a single messaging interface for all cross-chain communications and enables easy integration into any smart contract application with just a few lines of code. So before you would have to write all these types of codes, um, you know, I don't know if you guys know about coding, but it's it's a big process. But if you're able to do it within a fewer, fewer lines of code, make it more efficient, then that is obviously better than trying to slave away typing many, many lines of code to try and integrate two different processes. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a huge um, help with wasting time and writing custom code to integrate separately with each individual chain. You could just do it all in one with Chainlink's CCIP. Yeah, honestly, I think uh, one thing about Chainlink that I like as well is the fact that you can easily add its coding on top of any blockchain to, en to enable it to be uh, interoperable, you know? Um, or not any blockchain, but almost any blockchain that allows, you know, that coding to be entered into it. And so I think really Polkadot and Chainlink are kind of going to go toe-to-toe um, -to -toe <laughs> once smart contracts start being utilized more in the space. Because on one hand, you have Polkadot that, you know, is able to easily um, bridge between uh, different blockchains. But then on the other hand, you have Chainlink that is almost as easily able to just add its coding into the blockchain of that original asset. and do the same almost the same thing you know and so really i think it's just going to kind of come down to preference when it comes to these developers are they going to choose something where they could bridge and have the possibility of a hack with that bridge because we've seen it before with the ronin hack or are they going to have something where they could insert that same code into a blockchain in order to make it interoperable but at the same time is there a risk if they were to insert that code into that blockchain for someone to create a backdoor and someone to kind of really F shit up, <laughs> you know? So exactly. it's just all about, uh, I think it's all going to be about, you know, trial and error, seeing which one works best. Uh, right now, you know, like you said, uh, they're pretty much like around the same price, seven mm -hmm. bucks, six fifty, And so uh, I don't know. I mean, it, I feel like, it's just going to be a test of time to see which one kind of suits smart contract users more and uh, makes the process smoother for them. Yeah. And I feel a lot of the times it's more about like specialties, right? Some, or let's just say Polkadot, let's just say um, specializes in more financial transactions and maybe Chainlink can go into other things. Like let's just say they wanted to do subscription based, you know, types of smart contracts or something like that or like um, data like specifically data transferring yeah exactly uh, amongst, amongst other blockchains yeah so yeah. it could be that um right now they kind of do similar things 
but later on they're going to be kind of specializing in different sectors so that way they kind of take over the market without having to take over each other yeah and i think that's going to happen either with a lot of cryptocurrencies they're either going to specialize or you know one cryptocurrency is just going to be too good to not use all the time yeah so uh this is kind of we, why we give you guys these verses because there are usually cryptocurrencies that kind of do the same thing but we want you guys to be fully informed on which decisions to make based on these um, education. So uh, if you guys like the, the education, um, as always, you guys can follow us, like all of our stuff. You guys can like this live right now. We go live on TikTok. We go live on Instagram. Uh, we're basically here for you guys to give you guys all that great information. And um, if you're in this live right now, follow us. Give us um, a shout out. Do whatever you'd like, but we do appreciate your guys' time. Yes. Please always remember to follow and subscribe to our social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Twitter. All at the Master Nodes. Our visual podcast experience can be found on YouTube, and our audio podcast experience can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and all your other favorite podcast sources. Remember to visit our website, www.themasternodes.com, and subscribe to our email list to receive the latest and greatest cryptocurrency information. We also have some other great uh, resources for you guys, Discord being one of them. Uh, if you guys want to hop into that Discord, we're giving you guys news information, breakdowns of the market. You guys can ask any questions in there, but we only want people in there that are wanting to make money, right? We don't want people in there to just talk about sports. We're basically in that group chat to help each other make money to utilize each other's education and to kind of build a little community of cryptocurrency investors, um, but not just specifically cryptocurrency because there's lots and lots of ways to make money. Uh, so Discord, if you want to join that, DM us. We will give you that link so you can hop in that Discord and be a part of that community. We also are teaching people A to Z, learning about trading, investing, staking, security, basically the full-fledged thing. You're going from zero to hero within cryptocurrency, and we could bring you there. You'll just basically hop in our team. We have mentors. We have educators for you guys, and if you're interested in something like that, you don't know anything, or maybe you know some, but you just want to level up your game we're always here for that as well. You can DM us, I'm ready, and we will get you started and basically give you guys some information because maybe it's not for everyone, but I know for sure that anybody can do this and anybody can be a part of this space. Thank you guys for tapping in. Much appreciated as always and bless up. Yes, guys, we appreciate your time. Have yourselves a great day and try your best to choose kindness. Here at the Master Nodes, we are not making any claims as to income you may earn. Before entering any agreement, please use caution and seek the advice of a professional advisor, such as attorney or financial advisor. Please ensure your own research is done before investing any money into the market.